Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, Mr. Know-It-All himself, and I am joined, as always, by the Kooji Cast. Lush? Yep, yep. yep. Hey, now. Hey, now. I am doing fantastic. Thank you, guys, for joining us for another episode. We love bringing it to you each and every week. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to uh, tell everybody about us. What's our Twitter? What's our Twitter account? What is that? At uh, well, I'm glad you asked because it's yeah. at kfabecom. That's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Very easy. That is a, a fantastic Twitter handle. So follow us there. Uh, let us know what you think. Give us uh, recommendations. We'll do. Uh, you know, maybe the throwback show we pick is is your suggestion. We'll always yeah. be up for that. Um, nobody's done that yet, so I guarantee you, if you tweet us one, we'll probably do it. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> today, fun. though, guys, we have a good one. It's two Clash of Champions. It's two of them. WCW started this. Um, it's WCW Clash of Champion. Ch- chat. Blah. Let me start over, guys. We're just gonna start. Not, start the whole show over. Stop it right now. No. WCW Class of Champions, 1994. I didn't know this. Halfway through, I realized it was a TBS special. It wasn't a pay-per-view, but the current product. Yeah, yeah, that's I didn't know that. That's look at me. I'm doing a wrestling podcast. I didn't even know that because I don't like WCW that much. That's my excuse. But on the WWE side, it is a pay-per-view slash WWE Network show, and it's WWE Class of Champions. 2019. So we have 2019 versus 1994. Clash of Champions 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was 19. It was in, in 1994, but this was Clash of the Champions 28. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it, man. I man, am pretty pumped I about this. Am very pumped. I was very excited for this show. I, I think I get more excited when we do these WCW ones because I've seen everything WWE from almost WWWF shows. I've seen it all. So when we go to these WCW ones, they're fun. I look forward to seeing a bunch of sting and crazy stuff and the four horsemen. We didn't get much sting in this one. Maybe yeah. a surprise. Maybe not. We'll get to it. But uh, yeah, I was very excited. Very yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's just jump right into it. Uh, well, before we do, I want to go ahead and talk about it. last week's episode. We did. Uh, we started our new series. Uh, we're doing a, one pop culture episode per month. And we started the series. So if you missed last week's episode, we started our series uh, with Star Wars versus Back to the Future. That was A New Hope versus Back to the Future 1. Uh, and then in October, we're actually going to be doing Empire Strikes Back versus Back to the Future 2. Uh, November will be Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future 3. So if you did miss last week's episode, be sure to go back and download that one. It was a really fun oh, yeah. uh, pop culture bonus episode. But yeah, man, jumping right into this week's show. Uh, let's start off with the, with the most most recent show, the the current product, WWE Clash of the Champions 2019. Uh, they had the, the pre-show is really where we're going to want to start here. Again, we're not really going to rate anything on the pre-show just because of the amount of matches that we have, but we will kind of touch over them because they were both title matches. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, obviously, you know, you have your little panel set up. It was Booker and uh, Charlie Caruso and then Jonathan Coachman and David Otunga. Uh, they had some really good, you know, production packages as always. Uh, the opening match of the night uh, for the live crowd was Drew Gulak versus Lince Dorado uh, versus Carrillo. Uh, I don't really know that he's a, he's a new guy. He's in NXT, but I haven't seen enough of his matches to really know his 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 name. But I will All say right. that I will look him after after this match. It was it was really good. He 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 did really really well. Um, had great pace, but it wasn't and it wasn't too fast. Uh, all three of the guys were were really good workers. They all had some solid moments. 
Uh, it was a good way to kind of get the you know the crowd going. A great little live show opener. Uh, wasn't too long. Uh, I gave it, a, I, you know, I gave, I gave it a solid little two stars there. But we'll just move on over to the Cedric Alexander versus AJ Styles match, the U.S. Championship. Uh, man, did you watch this at all, the pre-show? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I guess cool. I missed, I missed that other one. I didn't, didn't catch that one, but I, I saw a little bit of this AJ Styles match. Um, yeah, that was some great stuff in it for a pre-show match, man. They were, uh, what a great way for the, you know, the crowd to get into it, man. Yeah, to, I agree. And that's that was really good. It, it did the job. I mean, that's what a, 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 a opener you know, a show opener is four. And I yeah. think it did great. AJ wrestled like it was the main event. I mean, he was yeah. some good stuff there. Um, a beautiful, phenomenal forearm. They actually replayed it uh, later in the show. And like, he gets so much air on that thing. It is yeah. so crazy. Um, especially for his age. I mean, he's definitely not an old man, but right. uh, yeah, I liked it. It was great. What'd you think? I thought it was really good, man. I thought it was actually like, this is kind of like a perfect example of, one of the like a shorter match that should be on like a Raw or a SmackDown. Yeah. Like, instead, of, instead of having like a backstage seg- segment with you know AJ and you should just have matches like this where you know you built up one little thing for about a week and then you know you give Cedric some shine, make him look like he could possibly be a contender, and then have AJ get a definitive win. Uh, oh, I think yeah. it's uh I think it was good. I think that was really well booked. I I enjoyed that that as well. But let's jump right into the main show. Uh, since obviously the uh, the WCW show was a TBS special and this is a essentially a pay per view, there's a significantly more matches on uh, the current product. So we're just gonna go ahead and dive right in with the uh, the opening match, and that was uh Strowman and Rollins versus Ziggler and Rude, uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Man, do you wanna yeah. you wanna go ahead and kick us off here? Sure, man. Yeah. Um, dude. I was uh, not a big fan of this match. I'm going to be honest. Um, I like the idea for the match um, and what they're doing with, you know, Seth Rollins and Braun being in the main event, kind of a storyline that they use. Every, it's like they do this every 10 years. You know, we've seen this kind of played over and over again. Um, yeah. And I like nothing wrong with that. I like it. I like the whole, you know, the Sean, Austin storyline is how I refer to it, but it's been done before that and after that. Um, Oh man, I I wrote, I wrote a note here and I'm going to need your help because what was the finish of this match? Cause I wrote that the, uh, this is my note. Let me tell you what the note was before you tell me if you, if you can remember, maybe you don't remember, but I wrote that it was a weak, easy finish. So something I, I I always tell myself, I got to write down what it was cause I'm going to forget the next day. But, um, so I forgot, but I, Apparently, yeah, yeah, I just I, I, wrote, like I just wrote finish. good crisp finish. You uh, liked so, it. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah. hilarious. We'll figure it out and I'll tweet about it because I did not. I'm gonna re have to rewatch it and 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 follow up on that. But Dolph and uh, Rude win the tag team titles. Um, apparently, I did not like. See, this is this is not good podcasting. I apologize. I should have known the finish, guys. I did, I don't. Know. But I did not. Well, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure like that uh, I'm pretty sure that Strowman got like bumped by like. You know, I'm pretty sure yeah, it was either yeah, Ziggler yeah. Rude that yeah. threw like Strowman into Rollins or that's whatever, it. and then that was it. Got, See, like, now, a, a look at this little win. Yeah. Now this is perfect podcast. We went from bad go. to great because we go. got it. We that's got what I do. It. I try, you what, know. That is now I see it in my mind. I didn't. I mean, it was kind of it was easy. That was, like my note says, it was kind of an easy way to get out of the match. It, I did. Yeah. It, I don't know. It was kind of like a kind of a waste of time for me. It was like, oh, okay. Well, what else? What else is gonna happen? Why have this whole match? Like I said, this is a storyline type deal that we see every ten years. They reuse it where that uh, the guys that are gonna face each other become a tag team, become yeah. the champs. I just 
if you and you do it, then you just literally didn't. You just recycled everything. I don't know. It, nothing was very creative about it. Um, and maybe this is has something to do with some of these older guys coming back to creative of WWE. I don't know. Um, I like bringing old school back, but this didn't didn't do it for me, man. I gave it kind of a lower grade. I'm on that C minus to the D. What did you think about wow. it? Uh, yeah, man, I thought, I actually thought this was a pretty good little tag match, and it's not even so much the match as much as it furthered along the storyline really well, and just the possibility of where they go with Ziggler and Root as tag champs, I think it's pretty interesting, so like, to, to right. you know, you, you think that they're kind of a throwaway team, right? Uh, I, I don't think anybody expected Ziggler and Root to win, so I think that that's a, that's a plus, uh, and I also think that it helps strengthen kind of the severity of the Strowman and Rollins storyline there. Uh, I think it was, you know, kind of a win. I think it's a win-win for everybody involved. I think, you know, both, you know, Strowman and Rollins got, you know, what they needed out of it to help their storyline. And, you know, Rude and Ziggler end up tag champs. So it's, it, it really yeah. is, a, it, it's a, it's a and win-win for kind of everybody right. involved here. It's a good way to get them the titles and then not have to worry about that story. Like it, they get the titles and get to go do something totally new now. Yeah, uh, a yeah, lot of yeah, times yeah. you got to worry about rematches. Yeah, that's what drags I'm saying. on and on and on. You're right about that. They get so, to. So it's cool. They're starting yeah. off fresh as tag champs and get to do whatever yeah. they want at this point. And I thought, and I honestly thought the work was pretty crisp. I thought everything was pretty clean. Uh, the crowd was was. I mean, they weren't like losing it, but they weren't like dead. They were engaged in the match, which which made it which made it good. It was. I thought it was. Per, I thought it was placed perfectly on the show. This is what should have opened the show if you're going to yeah. do like Clash of Champions where you have every title be defended. Um, so, yeah, I actually gave the match a B because I felt like the work was crisp. It wasn't too long. And every every single human being in that tag match was benefited from, from, from the finish and the match itself. So that's why I gave it a B. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think my lower grades just more has to do with the, the, just mark. the, yeah. the, the match itself and... The, the finish and it just wasn't sure. it, it wasn't it didn't pop me really i mean it wasn't bad though i'm not giving it an f that's why i say more of a c minus to a d i'll stick with the c minus uh but yeah then what's after that i think it's we're gonna do we're gonna stick on the current show um yeah. it's charlotte flair versus bailey and man yeah. heel bailey uh, yeah, I one love of it, the dude. things I thought I would never see, you know, there's a kind of a thing in WWE and just, you know, as being a human, it's hard to turn these people heel like Bailey or John Cena because the, the babies love them. The kids yeah. love them. And, yeah. you know, if you've ever been to an actual live show and you see the actual how young some of these kids are who love Bailey and who love John Cena, you really start to understand that's that's why they don't want to turn these people heel. Yeah, because. And we get all mad because it's so great, like Hogan turning heel. You know, going to the NWO, it's like, oh my yeah. God, it's some of the greatest wrestling ever. ever. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. John Cena came out and just cussed and threw up the middle finger, we'd all, <laughs> or some marks would probably just die. That oh, night. lose it, yeah. You know, it'd, totally. have a, it'd be so awesome. Um, but you would need to do it right, especially if not. We're not gonna go into it, but if you did it, especially if you did it with John Cena he's going to make be heel. It's got to be special. It's got to be done right. It's got to be pretty much like Hogan in NWO. I don't know how you do that. I just dropped my phone. I don't know how you do that or if it's possible to do that, but that would be amazing. But um, like I said, Bailey, back to Bailey being heel. One of the things I, I didn't think I would ever see it. Um, I loved it. Um, it was a fun, it was a faster, quick match. Uh, Bailey, 
I guess she took off the bottom turnbuckle. I didn't, they she didn't did, yeah. show they her did. do it or really. Yeah, they did. They did on the replay. They but did yeah, the until replay. The, that's what I was gonna get to. Until the until it happened, they right away said, um, you know, she uh, you know, did a drop. She tripped her into the bottom turnbuckle, and Flair Charlotte hits her head on the bottom turnbuckle, and that's how Haley, uh, Bailey gets the win. And she grabs a title and runs away like a true chicken heel. Um, and then they talked about it. So uh, I liked it. I gave it a only a C plus just because the match itself wasn't like fantastic. There wasn't kind of like the other match. It was good. It served its purpose. I liked sure. seeing Bailey this way. She gets a title and runs out, but nothing that you know is gonna get me going more than a C plus. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much in that same boat with this one too. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty hot start from Charlotte, uh, and it, it's kind of it is kind of weird seeing them in reverse roles, considering how many times we've seen them work each other. Uh, but it was also kind of nice to see that it kind of kept yeah. it from being stale to me. Um, it wasn't very long, and I actually felt like this one was a little too short. Like I know, like you know, no such we, thing. We kind of we kind of harp on. Uh, <laughs> We kind of harp on, on, on matches being too long. But I, I thought it was too short. Even though I did like the turnbuckle finish, I just thought they should have had a few more minutes in general. Uh, you know, Bailey did, you know, end up, get, you know, retaining after that quick finish. And I yeah. gave it two stars. So I gave it I gave it about a C-plus as well. Perfect um, finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. I liked the finish. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, honestly, I'm not even mad about the finish. I just really wish that they would have had a little bit more back and forth. Sure. Uh, just a little bit more. Maybe another two minutes, honestly, would have made it significantly better to me. Um, but, yeah, now we're going to get our first taste of a 25-year anniversary show. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to go uh, We're gonna go throw it all the way back to 1994. And the opening match here is the Nasty Boys versus Pretty Wonderful, Paul Roma and Mr. Wonderful. And they go right uh, into this match on the network. They don't have any yeah. of the opening, probably yeah. because of TBS. And there's always that yeah. disclaimer on these shows. But yeah. um, we're not going to talk about it because there was none. It literally yeah. starts with the intro. Yeah, we normally talk about the package, but it just started yeah. right off with uh, with the Nasty Boys. And I meant to go and try to like YouTube it because I lo- that's like one of my favorite things on these old shows is that the terrible opening packages and the the art and the the graphic design or whatever. But there was none on this one that that WWE Network could give us. But that's all right. Go on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I mean, I just. I was a pretty avid WCW fan at the time. And uh, you were at this point in '94. You were. This is you. Yeah, I'm. I'm this ten, is all I'm you. Like, yeah, I'm ten years old. So You're like, this old, is my like old bastard. Uh, I'm like, this is yeah, this is right up my alley. This is prime yeah. time wrestling for me. I don't remember them being tag champions at all, though. I don't remember. So that was kind of strange. Right. I don't actually remember this team. So I don't think they were Paul a team. Roma. Paul Roma is a jabroni from He's the WWE. Jabron. Yeah, he is I a jabroni. Mean, to, um, to see him walking out with Paul Orndorff, I was so shocked because I know who he hey, is. Hey, he was a horseman, man. I mean, you can't. I mean, yeah. Actually, Rick Flair would say he was never really a horseman, but right, right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, the Nasty Boys had a great gimmick, but they were just awful. Like, I mean, I mean, when you think about '90s wrestling, you definitely think about uh, you know the Nasty Boys, and they definitely had their niche. Uh, but it just, it just, they, they just weren't very good technicians in the ring. Uh, the match was kind of. The match kind of reflected that, the the fact that they didn't really have a whole lot of in-ring capability. And, you know, Mr. Wonderful is much more of like a worker, and so is Paul Roma, is more of like an actual wrestler. Um, yeah, it was pretty clunky. Uh, luckily, though, it was pretty short. Um, and the Nasties get the win, but they don't get the titles. It was kind of silly. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. 
uh, one star. Um, so I gave it like a you know a D, yeah. D minus somewhere in there. Uh, what did you think about Nasties versus Pretty Wonderful? Yeah, my rating's a little bit lower than that. Um, I, I will say, my, you know, my thought after this match in general, watch seeing this match, and then and then it, it really solidified after the whole show. 1994, you know, I'm five. I was five years old at this time. I'm yeah. I'm a hook, line, and sinker WWF at the time. WWE's product in 1994 and 1995. Yes. It started losing to WCW shortly after that. Yes, there was some cheesy gimmicks, but production-wise, 1994 WWE versus 1994 WCW in this TBS show, I mean, I challenge anyone. I'm, you cannot say that WWE Raw in 94 was not so much better than WCW on TBS. I mean, the production was better. The matches were better. Even if it's... It's a repo man or a clown. I'm just maybe I'm just a crazy WWE guy, but especially uh, after this show, I'm saying, man, I did not see how you could have watched this back then. It was the the production and it was just old school southern wrestling mixed with WWE 80 guy 80s guys that didn't fit. And that's where I go into this match. You have Paul Orndorff who is a Coming from the land of the giants, he's big, jacked up, looks like a million bucks. He's steroided up, but he does not fit in this style of match. This was a tag team match. You got the gritty, nasty boys who are also WWE and NWA back and forth, whatever. Paul Orndorff was not in this match whatsoever. He was off. He was um, his. He looked in shape, but his work was not in shape. He was. He looked old, even though his age, he I don't know his age back then, but he's probably the same age as, as AJ Styles is now, and AJ's yeah. phenomenal forearms. I mean, he was slow getting up. He was off pace. You could tell he was used to that 80s WWE giant style working, and this was Southern style wrestling, and he just did not fit in with me in this match. Um Man, it was slow. It was boring. And this is another. This is a match where I'm the type of guy who reminisces. How do you How do you say reminisce plural? Remin. I reminisce. You just say it like that. I, I, yeah. I, I'm the type of guy who I reminisce on calling it in the ring days. You know, I reminisce on. Yeah. Um, These when, days. when when people used to call it in the ring in the 90s and in the 80s and I can't believe I just said how do you say reminisce plural that might have been that might be one of the dumbest things <laughs> well, I was trying to say reminisces who says anyway I'm the type of guy who I, I reminisce on calling it in the ring this match shows how calling it in the ring sometimes is not good because they were calling it in the ring it's, it's, if they weren't then they should all be fired forever and it did not work out. It was terrible. I give this match an F. It was in the, in the, how long it was and just how all over the place. They didn't know that they didn't even pin the legal guy at the end. It was really bad. Bobby Heenan. It was very long. It was, pre, it was pretty well, quick. It was, it was like maybe seven or eight minutes tops. It, wasn't, it, was, it was a TV match. It had, match. To, have been, it wasn't it had to have been 11 minutes. It no. had to have been more than 10. Had to have been no at least. No way. Dude, they didn't even pin the, the right guy. It was so bad. Um, you could tell they were calling it. I gave it an F. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. But I know this I, I, I want to keep going on with the show for WCW because I do have a lot of notes and we'll I actually there. did we'll enjoy there. this show. I did don't let me don't let those first few comments 
think uh, you know the outcome of my ratings because uh, you might be surprised. But as as much as I want to keep talking about it and reminiscences on that, I'm going to uh, – that might be my new thing, reminiscences. Reminiscences. Rem is actually how you say it, plural. Reminiscence. Uh, I'm going to reminisce on <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, next, what's what is the next match for the 2019? I think it's the revival versus New Day. Is that yeah? It's the revival versus New Day. What did you think yeah. about the revival versus New Day? Man, uh, SmackDown champion, SmackDown tag team championships are here for grabs. Bad as me. Um, and honestly, these are two of the best tag teams in the game. Uh, you know, people can say what they want, and people people forget about New Day all the time. People forget about are the revivals kind of looked down upon. Uh, which is really silly. They're a fantastic tag team. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it was it was a pretty good call, kind of taking taking Woods out early to put the heat on E, uh, and E did a really good job of taking the heat. Uh, when when Woods finally got back in on the hot tag, it was really good. He he does that. He you know he services that role really well. They've been doing it together for a long time. They got a lot of chemistry. I think they've been together now for like six years or something crazy. Man. I'm pretty sure it was yeah. like 2013 is when they started doing this. So. Um, it's pretty wild to think that New Day has been around longer than like any of the other major stables in wrestling, really, other than yeah. like the Four Horsemen. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they've been around longer continuously than DX was, or than the NWO was, or than like any major faction other than the Four Horsemen. Um, but man, I mean, I, I'm always a fan of Woods getting his shine. Um, it did feel a little long to me. Uh, but the revival did get the dominant win, uh, and they and they got the tag titles. Uh, it wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't great. I gave it two stars, so I gave it like a C, uh, to at C plus at best. Uh, what did what did you think of uh, New Day versus Revival? Yeah, man, I'm right there with you on the C side of it. Um, I I, I really like the revival. I'm one of those guys that's more tired of New Day. I think they're more around the the four five year mark because I know. I know Kennedy was 2013 or 2015. Well, I know Kennedy was born that my daughter was born at that time. And I know where we were living when they came out, because I'll never forget saying that they would never work when their gimmick started. So maybe there and maybe because here gimmicks, we are. Where, where is it? Tell me, because their gimmick started different um, than they are now. And I remember not liking it. And I remember watching it with uh with megan and and my daughter was born because where we were living so i know it, it can't be six years it just can't be it's got to be out it's got to be five it's got to be five or, or or even four but uh yeah, so anyway it's right at it's a little over five so it was okay. july it was july 21st of 2014 okay okay that makes sense so yeah man i can't believe it like but I was still saying, that's a, i mean that's a long time yeah to have, you know five years solid in the wwe for a yeah. faction that's a long time. Like, That's crazy. I, yeah. I think I've said it before, so I won't say it again. But, yeah, I saw that tag team or the, the group of the New Day, and they were doing that gimmick. It wasn't exactly New Day now. Uh, it was more religious. And I looked yeah. at her and said this – I was kind of teaching her about it at the time. And, I, you know, this, this is not going to work. They're not going to last. They won't be here for another month. And then here they are almost six years later. So that's pretty funny. Um, the revival, I love them. They're classic. Like everyone, I'm not going to harp on the same things. What everybody says about the revival, the good things, that's what I say. It's a classic old school tag team. I'm on board with them. I like them. I think they do a great job of using the ring 
it's that old school mentality of the the art of a tag team. You know, it's really they they yeah. do that art of the tag team. You hit it on the head though, a little too long. Again, this whole this pay-per-view so far, nothing special, nothing nothing you know breaking it for me. Nothing nothing yeah. I don't know. N- nothing doing it for me yet. So I'm still at a C on it. Nothing's failing yet on this show, but it's still another C, not a C plus yet. I'm giving it a C. Um so that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, we're in agreement on that. Are we doing another one on? We, we are. are. We're just gonna keep it going here. Uh, there was a little bit here. Uh, the promo kind of had that? their, yeah, they had the the t- little interview that kind of led to the twenty four seven title thing ah. with the Bliss and Cross in the back, and then what Archer, do you think about you know. that? Uh, you know, I like the twenty four seven title. I liked it because to me, it's almost like okay, this is our designated comedy angle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's fine. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, if you want to put ha-ha in wrestling, I'm into that. I yeah, actually enjoy it. It's nice to have comic relief. It really is. Uh, so I like the 24-7 title. Uh, sometimes I feel like they could place it better, but it is so awkward and funny that it's like I, there isn't really a best, a good place to put it, really. It's just like, but you should get it in there. Uh, and they did. And, I, you know, so I, I didn't really, really kind of mind it uh, as far as this promo, right? Uh, right. But that's going to take us into the match. So uh, the match was Mandy Rose versus uh, Sonya Deville. Uh, no, wait, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus yeah, Alexa yeah. Bliss and Nikki Cross for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, I really had no expectations for this match, uh, just considering you know one half, you know one half of of uh, of the match is really green, and the other half is not really known to have stellar matches all the time. Uh, so yeah, I was really kind of apprehensive. Um, and honestly, the best part about the entire match was the 24 seven bit. Like I felt like Mm. this match, if I'm just judging the match, uh, was just bad. And it was long. I, 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 like, as this was happening, I was like, see, this should have been this, the length of like the Bailey and Charlotte match and Bailey and Charlotte could have afforded to get a couple more minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, Overall, yeah. I, I hated it. 24-7 bit is the only reason why it gets a rank at all. I would have given it a dud, but I did enjoy the, the comedy that they threw into this match. So I gave it half a star. So a D minus, the as low as it goes without giving it an F. Tell you what, this is probably because I'm, I'm a pig, but I'm reading my notes here, and they're all just about how hot the girls are. I'm literally making notes on some of the girls. So let me start. Sonia, I don't care what anybody says about Sonia. I know a lot of people don't think she's hot. I think she is fine. There's something about Sonia that I'm into, and I really like her. I like her. I like her style. I like her look. And I yeah. think ever since she started, I think she could be something. I think she can. She still looks a little green though. I'm yeah. so terrible. Literally all my all my notes. Alexa Bliss. Oh my God. She was sitting there with those pigtails. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was looking good. Hey now. Um. Hey now, no guys, I'm just joking. But I think Sonya could could be something just because of her look and her like MMA type style. But uh, she still looks a little, she's still looking green, man. Um, Nikki Cross gets the win. I like her. There's something about her. There's something about her craziness yeah. that I'm just a fan of. But man, this match rough was not good it was very no, rough. Yeah, it, it was it, rough it brought me back to the old school divas era yeah just, it was uh, yeah yeah it was, bad. It was yeah were, it was, that's yeah that's what it felt like yeah because a lot of them in the match were so hot and they just weren't good and it was just it really reminded me of the diva era um yeah. this new era you got to be really hot and good at wrestling so that's that's the thing you got to yeah. have both um 
Yeah, man. So the only thing that doesn't give it a dud for me is how hot Alexa Bliss was. So yeah, it's a D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to take us now that we've covered these two. We can jump back over oh, to God. the WCW yes. show. And and let me, can I, dude, Mean Gene Oakland, classic Mean Gene comes out. You get Hulk Hogan. Vintage with, Mean Gene. Yes, with that terrible WCW Hulk Hogan music. But just, by yeah. God. That take was it away, so, take it away. America, whatever it is. Oh, trying to be like American. American made. Oh, man. Trying to be like the WWE version, but just not cutting it. And then they take the Tanya Harding gimmick straight from the news and bring it in with a man with a pipe comes in and hits Hogan in the knee. Just yeah, like see, see what we're going to do. Yeah, baby. We're going to get a man in here. He's going to give it under the hood, baby. He's going to give him that Tanya Harding right now. Neither the hoaxer. Yeah. He's going to go down, baby. We're going to sell it right. He's going to do, do the stretcher job. We're going to get him out. Then we're yeah. going to have all the interviews there. We're going to have his lawyer get on the TV and tell him, tell him the hoaxer, you can't keep him down. You can't keep them big boots down. He's going to come oh, back. Yeah. He's going to come back. And he's going to face Rick Flair for the title. They were the – how long this got drawn out got so uncomfortable, dude. I watched it. Oh, it I didn't fast forward or yeah. skip to it. It kept they going. They were really trying to get that real going. feel, but they just oh, didn't. It, it was, was like, this is an obvious wrestling dude. angle, and you're spending way too long on it. Dude, like, dude. So, WWE, I don't care. I know I'm a WWE guy. WWE knows how to do that type of thing, and they've done it. Like, Sean passing out on the air. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that great. This, in the 90s, this was so cheesy. So bad, dude. So... At one point, Mean Gene said, "This is the most, this is the most horrific scene in in my in my life. I, this is the most horrific scene. It Hogan, there's no blood. There's not. He, he got hit in the leg with a pipe. How is this the most horrific scene in your life? At this point, means Mean Gene's already like 50. It's just ridiculous, dude. Bischoff comes out, does one of the most ridiculous. T- Bischoff became a great." actor like wrestling wise in his career he i've seen him do some great the stuff where he had the the face makeup on and all that his acting here in 1994 he was covering his mouth you he wasn't even mic'd up and it was some of the worst acting i've ever seen him covering his mouth looking at hogan it was so long and then you just kept hearing every now and then you could tell me gene knew it was too long and he would say get him out of here just get him out of here just get him out of here Nobody really played on the funniness. Like every, you had to have known they were doing the Tanya Harding gimmick. But then Mean Gene, not Mean Gene, uh, the brain comes in and starts chiming in. Is he gonna? Why doesn't he yell? Why me? Why me? Why me? Oh, I bet he's yelling. Why me? Why me? Which is what uh, Kerrigan yelled when she yeah. was hit. So it's like he made a reference. It was one of the worst. How long that was. I, I could not yeah, believe the whole thing just was how rough. long he laid there. I mean, it's classic WCW. It's, Wait, it's vintage. Yeah. It's it's the, very it's very dusty roads. It's very yeah, dusty roads. Yeah, it was it was, and they were trying to do that realism thing, like you said, and it didn't work. But the last thing is, is they get the uh, Gene puts the the mic over to Hogan, and Hogan's you could hear Hogan say, "Oh my knee," in terrible acting. "Oh my knee." Oh man, I think I stretched my quad too. <laughs> it's like that's uh, what? Yes. He's like he's like oh I he's, like, he's like he's like oh my quad my quad's cramping now, brother. <laughs> yeah, my quad's cramping. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh yeah, I think my cramp my my quad my quad's cramping. Something like that. It was like what? 
<laughs> I was like, this is so bad, man. And Dude, but you know what? You know what? This is where this is where I get to tell you that you were absolutely wrong <laughs> about how like the Repo Man and 1994 WWF had the best in-ring stuff. Oh, I didn't in-ring. say in-ring. I just meant the product, how it looked, and how they executed. Okay, it. well, WCW had better wrestling. They had much better wrestling, it was, like significantly better wrestling. And we're gonna prove it with this next match. This next match is for the United States Championship. It is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Stunning Steve Austin here. Uh, Austin wearing the uh, Dragon Slayer uh, trunks, which was great. Uh, just cheap heat. Austin with his hair. I loved. I loved this version of, of Austin too. I loved the Hollywood Blondes. I was. I was really into that team as a kid. Um, I was really into the Dangerous Alliance, Paul E's group. It was like him and Arn Anderson was in it. Uh, Jake the Snake was in it. It was like it was. It was. It was a really cool little faction that didn't last for very long. But everybody that was in it was just amazing. Um, Rick Rude. Actually, I don't think it was Jake the Snake. That was Rick Rude. I was so young. It was a very long time ago. Um, but yeah, I just remember that vividly. I remember Austin just kind of being like a breakout star kind of right around this time. And then he left and he was gone for a while because I, I guess he was doing the ECW thing. And I didn't even put two and two together that he was the ringmaster because to me, he looks so much different with hair than he does without the hair. Like he looks so yeah. much different with the hair. Um, so I, I, and, and obviously he changed his style quite a bit from this match to what we've covered with with uh, him as Stone Cold, but but yeah, man. I mean, Austin just looked phenomenal. Like his body, his every, all everything about it looked great. Uh, it was a really good open from like the, the just the, the the exchange back and forth, and Austin playing like as much cheap heat as he can with like saying that you know Ricky like pulled his hair. It's like very old school. Oh yeah, um, I love uh, that. Yeah, very back and really, and and that's the thing too, man. They kept it even keeled, so it's like even when he was getting heat, like he wouldn't get too much heat before. Ricky came back and got shine, and they kind of kept it even. It wasn't just like, you know, Austin just lays the heat on, and then there's a big comeback spot, and that's it. Um, it I mean, both those guys were just so, so, so good. Uh, after a series of, like, quick pins, uh, Steamboat finally gets one that works. And the match was incredible. It was the perfect length. It was a great, like, good ring psychology by both guys. Great storytelling. Good a perfect example of a good guy, bad guy match. I absolutely loved this match. I gave it an A. I gave it four stars. Great in-ring work. Good seeing uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat here. Good seeing seeing Stunning Steve be an actual technical wrestler and not just a brawler. What did you think about uh, Ricky and Steve here? Yeah, so this was a U.S. championship match. Yeah. This was a United States championship match. Austin was the champ. Um, Ricky the Steamboat Dragon is um, – I just said Ricky the Steamboat Ricky the Dragon. the Steamboat Dragon. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's a That, that sounds my, like a children's book. That Ricky sounds the like, Steamboat yeah. Dragon. <laughs> Ricky the Steamboat Dragon, he comes to your house at night. What? Don't come to my house. Um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Anyway, he's a challenger. Man, like you said, it's great to see Austin this way because he did have to change his style after the horrific accident with Owen. The neck thing, he had to kind of turn into more of a brawler. I never saw him this way with the hair and all that, that Hollywood blonde haircut. And then before that, he even had long hair, which is crazy to see as well uh, because I'm so used to seeing him with the bald head. But I love seeing him this way and getting to see him being a a technical wrestler. And I've heard him in interviews, and this he wanted to be a great in-ring technical wrestler, kind of like Ricky the Dragon. Um, This this match had great psychology, man. This was like 101 for wrestling. It was fantastic. 
fantastic. And what a hidden gem in the network. If you did, yeah. if you're not going to watch any of these shows, which you should watch, watch both, this match. Yeah. Watch this match, man. Um, it's it's fantastic. Like you said, the hair pulling, that classic, you know, it pulled my hair and, you know, they're playing it up to the crowd and the referee and, you know, you can't really hear them in the ring. So they have to like actually reenact it for you. I love that old school aspect of, you know, Austin pulling his own hair saying, pulling my hair. And then the referee going over to Ricky and pull the referees pulling his own hair saying, are you pulling something about that is what I love about eighties wrestling. I know this is 94, but that's kind of how it felt like a good like sometimes you see those 80 matches that are like a plus matches this really reminded me of that great pacing the back and forth like you were yeah. saying was great we got to see the beautiful steamboat arm arm drag where he lifts uh, he his whole body is uh vertical off the ground um watching him do that once somebody pointed that out to me years ago and then i compare it to other ones you really can see it it's like a I love that arm drag. I love it. Yeah, I hate to be cliche and talk about yeah. it, but when I saw yeah. that this match was happening, I thought, man, I hope I hope that happens. I hope he does one because I love seeing it. The way it. he sells chops too, man, with his oh. arms and then yeah. just like tucks it back in. Like he like swings his arms yes. back and then tucks them back in. Like it's yeah. like no one else does it like him. Like and then but and that's the thing too. It's like you, you have all this pain, but he could just instantly come out of it and it's like he's just you just pissed him off. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he could, he could work the same cell either way, which is just phenomenal. Like just such a good worker, man. God, like he's a, he, and he's also, he's one of those guys that nobody was booing. He had almost a yeah. 99.9. He's a, a, a quintessential white meat baby face. If there ever was one, yeah. it's Ricky, the steamboat, man, Bobby, the brain, Ricky, the steamboat, Ricky, the steamboat, man. What's wrong with me and his name, Ricky, the dragon, freaking steamboat, baby. <laughs> God, Bobby the Brain, uh, <laughs> Ricky the Steamboat. Ricky the Steamboat. So anyway, Ricky, uh, <laughs> Ricky Dragon the. Anyway, Ricky, I don't know. Whatever. F. I hate myself sometimes. And let's just be. No, I'm just. Anyway, so Bobby the Brain, or let me say it this way: the Brain Bobby, uh, breaks down how stupid the over-the-top rule is. And yeah. I thought it was funny when he was doing it, but also not very. Th- good because i was like well that's a rule that they have he really like in the middle of the match showed how stupid the over the top rule is and yeah. d- that's the rule for wcw at the time and he yeah. he it was kind of weird that he did that i know he's supposed to be the heel commentator but he really like broke but he's down also one of the boys and nobody liked Oli. yeah and so. i guess that's him kind of saying yeah f you guys this is so stupid right, i think it was he, jim hurt at this time but. yeah but i think who put that in was cowboy um, but anyway, he Watts, really, yeah. he really, yeah, Bill Watts, sorry. He really ripped into that rule like hard. He was not, yeah, you could tell a little bit of his real feelings were coming out, man. Uh, Steam Boy, Steam, oh my God. I got to go. I can't Good do it, guys. I, I can't I do go. it. I got to go. We, can you call somebody else? I can't do it. Steam Boy, Ricky, um, okay, Robert, the, um, Robert, oh my God! This the is the Cowboy best Steam show ever. Steamboy, Steamboy. Steam, anyway, Steamboy is top-notch babyface, which I already got to that note. Anyway, it did go a little bit long. Man, if I wish Jim Ross was still with WCW because this was a slobber knocker. I literally that word came to me as I was watching the match. I went out loud like a mark. Straight slobber knocker. Just said, man, this is a slobber knocker. And I said, I got to write that down. 
I gotta write that down. And I wrote down the word slobberknocker, and I don't oh know how you spelled God. it. I don't even oh, know how you spelled KG it. The KG cast lush, baby this boys it, and girls. The and KG I'm not even cast. drunk this episode. I'm usually slurring and drunk, and I can say. I can't even say. That's why I gotta be drunk to do these shows because if I'm not drunk, I say Steam Boy. Anyway, this match. I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta wrap this up. This match told a great story, man. Uh, it did that. Austin at the end started doing the slapping. He was slapping the back of the head, just being a real oh yeah, bull, just slapping the back of his head, doing it hard. You know, it looked good, and it really got the crowd more into it because it was such a. I put that note. It was getting a little long, but then yeah. it was long because of a reason. Like the whole match had a story and the psychology yeah. so good. So he starts slapping the back of the head. So then, you know, Bobby. He had said that thing in the middle of the match about, you know, if the over the top rule. And then what do you know? Austin throws him over the top. And I'm thinking, oh my God, why would they do that? He talked about it. And now he's going over the top. It's going to be a disqualification. But Dragon holds on, or Steam Boy, as I like to call him, my old buddy Steam Boy, holding on to that top rope. <laughs> he comes back in. He does a bunch of quick pins. One, two, pops out. One, two, he kicks up. One, two, he kicks up. Then he gives him with the slide. One, two, three. My boy, Steam Boy, gets the win and becomes new U.S. champion. I loved it. I loved it. I gave it a B plus, baby. Anyway, that's what I thought, man. That's what I thought about that match. I, I, I really enjoyed it, man. B plus. B plus. Yeah, so after this, uh, there was kind of more footage of the Hogan uh, going into the hospital. And then they had a Honky Tonk Man vignette, uh, which oh, was just... got to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, wow. If you haven't seen this, it was like a... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It was Damn. just really bad. Uh, Honky Tonk Man. One of the worst segment. things. Yeah, One of the worst things. And then the song was like a... It was... So the song in general that the WWE uses is, is a rip-off, is a parody of... Uh, what's it called? You know, um, uh, ain't none but a hound dog, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Some Elvis yeah. song. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. And then they changed. So then they was a honky tonk baby. He instead of he's a honky tonk man, he's yeah. a honky tonk man. WWE did. They were like, hey, we'll do it too because it's you can't get sued over a parody, so we'll just yeah. uh, do honky tonk yeah. baby. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Go yeah, watch that. Funny. Everybody should watch that. Please go watch. It's pretty that. funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then after that, we kind of had not Nick Bockwinkle kind of come out and explain that if Hogan can't compete, he has to forfeit the title to Flair. Very classic wrestling uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, angle there. Uh, and then there was a, a good promo from Dusty, um, a pre-recorded one, but it was a damn good promo about how, you know, he neglected his son and he wants to be his partner. And it was very oh, emotional. And, you know, I you loved know, this. Dusty's so this good was... at what he does, man. Like, that was fantastic. It was a great I promo. This, yeah, I thought this was classic Dusty, man. He was like a preacher out there. It was. Yeah, it was man. great. And the funny thing is, is there was kind of some AWA-ness there, you know, some. Oh, yeah. With uh, him asking uh, Dustin to be his partner. You know, I just need my son. I just need you to be yeah, my a partner. Little, a little and then AEW. we have, yeah, yeah. And then we have Cody saying to Dustin as well. Dustin's on the same side of it. I just yeah. need my brother to be my partner instead of yeah, I just yeah. need my son. I just need my brother. Uh, that was like crazy. I loved that. And it's such a great classic Dusty. That whole promo. I agree 100%. Man, it was great. It was absolutely great. Uh, let's move on back over to the uh, the current product. 
Uh, we had a cool little feel-good promo for the Connors Cure Foundation, and you always got to love seeing stuff like that, no matter who you are, I feel like, unless you have an absolute no heart at all. It's always cool to see. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and the next match was the Intercontinental Championship match. It is The Miz versus Nakamura. Mm. Um, man, the Sami Zayn pairing is weird here to me. Like, the, the pairing of, of Nakamura and Sami Zayn is just strange. Uh, although I really, like, while they had his mic on, I really enjoyed Sami Zayn just, like, doing live commentary over a live mic in the arena as it's happening. I almost yeah. wish that they would just let him do that for, like, a whole match. Like, I just, I mean, because eventually they just cut his mic off. Like, he didn't, like, put it down. They just cut his mic off. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I loved it. All the all the commentary lines were, everything he said was funny. Uh, and the match itself was pretty good. Like, uh uh, Miz is really kind of getting over as a babyface, even though I will say that, like, even though he is getting over, his work isn't as good as a babyface to me. He's a better worker when he's the heel. Even his in-ring, his, uh, his style lends itself better to a heel, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, the figure four spot was huge with the live crowd. They popped really hard. Uh, and the match was good. It was better than I expected. I ended up giving the match three stars. Uh, what did you think about uh, Miz versus Nakamura here? Yeah, man, uh, Ninsuke Shakamura was, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I liked it, man. I, I, uh, same as you, the whole Sami Zayn thing. It's like, it's almost like they're just saying, man, both these guys are really popular in NXT and now they're here. We'll just put them together. I don't know. Um, like you pretty much hit the, hit the nail on the head, man. I liked, uh, I liked this match. I thought it was a really good match. Yeah. Sami Zayn has to help Shinsuke to win, you know, yeah. cause the heel, um, I liked, uh, I like Shinsuke's outfit doing the all black and everything and it all yeah. being one piece, the jumpsuit but deal, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Shinsuke as a baby face. I don't think they used him properly when he came up, but Shinsuke and NXT, how great he was. I just missed that. And I thought about yeah, that. I was, I, agree. I was, I was reminiscing during this match about how great it was in the NXT to, in the NXT era of Shinsuke. I, he used to be such this polarizing or what's the word where he was eye catching. Like you saw Shinsuke and you just like had to see this guy with that entrance and that music. I love him. And I like what he's doing as a heel as well. I hope he gets a better go at it as a heel. I don't know. How, I mean, he's been a heel. Honestly, for man, I, I see, I see Nakamura riding out his contract and I think that he would love to go work for AEW. I know he likes to stay in the I think States. He'd be a good fit. He'd be a great yeah. fit there. He'd be instantly back in the main event card uh, I mean, a Nakamura-Jericho match, uh, Nakamura-Hangman you know, Hangman match, Nakamura-Omega yeah. match, Nakamura-Cody match. Uh, those are matches if, that if I'd love to see. If he's put in the right matches, and I think it has to do a little bit with him, if his heart's more in it, he yeah, gives it. He, he does way better than sometimes you see it where it you can almost tell by his physical... Yeah, by um, his body language. By his yeah. language and everything yeah. and his face and his appearance that he's not into it. And you I and agree. it and and you see that the match isn't that good, but then you see other times like when he was in NXT, those were like those were four star, five star matches, man. Yeah, ironically, fantastic. some of the matches that he had with Sami Zayn. With Sami Zayn, yeah. That was some of the only time I ever liked Sami Zayn's work. Anyway, um I I agree, man. I gave it a C plus. I really liked it. And then the next match was was Sasha Banks versus uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, man, I liked the beginning of the match, 
And then it just got, I don't know, something about this match, dude. It went it went along, and they went out in the crowd. Some guy tried to grab uh, Sasha Banks' butt, which I just saw on Twitter, and I watched it a bunch of times, and it was kind of funny but terrible. You shouldn't do that. If you're in the crowd, what are you thinking with all the cameras everywhere? And he's filming himself doing it. Anyway, um, ref was knocked out for like an hour and a half, and any other time another ref comes out and – or whatever. The only, I did not. I, I what I hated about it is the refs knocked out forever, and the commentary had to tell us it was a disqualification. The the commentary came on and said we're being told it's a disqualification because Becky hit the ref. Um. Anyway, I wasn't a big fan about. What did you think about this? This man. I'm 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 actually on on the flip side of that. I actually thought it was surprisingly better than I anticipated it being. Uh, I, th- I think that they just have great chemistry, and I think that the dynamic works really well between the two of them. It's believable. Uh, they almost have that like rock Austin vibe to them where it's like, you know, that they respect each other, but you know, they probably don't hang out with each other. You know what I'm saying? Which almost makes it better. Like, you know what I mean? Like it almost makes it better. Um, and it's obvious. And to me, this is easily Becky's best opponent since she's won the title. So like, uh, that, that means a lot to me. This is really helping kind of solidify her title run. And it's, you know, let's be honest. It was kind of getting stale. So I think that this match really helped a lot, actually. I thought the match was great. I thought the great there was a great story leading to the match. It was good execution. The selling by both parties was really good. Um, I think they they a great use to the ref near fall. Uh, and we kind of had the, the brawl into the crowd and the arena, and that did hurt the match, in my opinion. Uh, you know, you know, we neither one of us are, are big fans of that. And the match ending in a no contest was super cheap. Uh, but at the same time, again, looking for at the angle as well. You know, it also means that this isn't over, which is good because I think the match leading up to this finish was great. Uh, I will say that the arena stuff, that and then the actual finish being what it was, um, cost it from being an A match. Like I would rank this, I would rank this up there with with Steve and Steamboat if it wouldn't, if it would have had a a much more, a much more creative uh, finish, and if they had just kept it kind of in the ring. Uh, but those two things, you know, were were big things, and they knocked off quite a bit. So I ended up giving it three stars, which would have been a B minus uh, to a B. Uh, what, did, what, what, what was your overall grade there for that one again? Man, I'm I'm at like a C C plus on that one. I wasn't that high up on that. Okay, one. okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, we just yeah. did those two in a row. So let's jump back over to yeah. uh, let's jump back over to 19 at 94, getting our way back machine. And the next match we have here is. Uh, Terry Funk and Oof. this and, and I, I wrote House who Buck. I wrote yeah. who what's his name Buckhouse Bunkhouse Buck what the hell House Buck yeah I don't, Justin I don't Justin. Really know man uh, I've never heard of that guy man after the the really killer the killer promo by Dusty uh, there's five or six solid minutes of just hodgepodge like that happens in this match it wasn't really good at all it wasn't even really a match it was just kind of like brawling without any structure. Uh, and then Arn Anderson hits the ring. Uh, I mean, and then Ming hits the ring, and he kind of looked like a lost member of the Men in Black company. Like, just, like yeah. his whole look there was just not work. It just doesn't, doesn't work for Ming at all. Um, especially when he ate that, like, wooden chair. Like, it was just so gimmicked and awful. Like, it just, it, I don't know. That just, I, I don't Your know. Your is a whore. I, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like anything about this actually. I gave it a half a star. Uh, just to, I only gave it a half a star just because Dusty is in it and like I can't give Dusty an absolute dud. 
So uh, yeah, yeah, half star, D minus minus, F plus, I guess, an F plus if that. Oh man, I'm more of I was a D plus just because before before all that bad stuff happened, you got some good dusty man, and the crowd was so. Oh, the crowd was hot. The crowd was hot. The dusty man, dusty coming in the ring, he really was the the second most recognizable athlete in the world, baby. Let me tell you something, Daddy. Dusty Rhodes was looking hot, and he he had that Hogan. He had that Hogan crowd going, man. They were acting like he was Hogan, but it wasn't. It was Dusty, their boy, their WCW hometown hero, man. The second most recognizable athlete, Dusty Rhodes, only behind. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, thank you. Um, man, I thought it was a good little match all the way up until the end when Arn comes out and all that DQ. So, I mean, I was up. My first thoughts were, man, this is gonna be like a this is gonna be a C type matchup. This is gonna be pretty good, but it did get kind of sloppy there at the end. And then, yeah. but even before Arn came out, Arn came out, there was a little bit of like where there wasn't much. They just kind of were throwing, you know punches and not really doing much in the ring especially dustin wasn't looking as dustin would now you know so yeah i give it a d plus i liked that crowd that crowd was hot for it um and then after that man another hogan hospital segment one of the segments you were taught i don't know if this is when they talked to his uh his lawyer uh, his famous lawyer, who also represents so and so and so and so in the sports industry, they kept dropping that. But uh, uh, you know all the Hogan stuff, and then Flair does an interview, an interview, just classic Ric Flair. I mean, this is '94 Ric Flair. You can't get much better than this. This whole show just seems to be a hidden gem with some of the things you hear and see, whether it be that Ricky, the Steam Boy Dragon. Uh, Austin match, whether it be that dusty promo that we just saw, some of the things that happen in this show are re- this is a real sleeper of a show and a real yeah, hit. It was good. Them. It was a good show. And then, you get, and then you get this good flair interview. Um, I thought it was the best, but I think I think Hogan, dude, you will oh, break no. me the title. Larry, tell you something. I can't do it. Anyway, um, yeah. So I think we're back over in 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So after, yeah, after the, uh, after the Banks and Lynch match, uh, we had, uh, we have the NXT promo here, uh, and I love the fact that they've been, you know, doing the NXT thing. I'm really, really pumped for uh, the day. Actually, this this show will come out the day after uh, NXT makes its debut on USA Network. I will definitely be DVRing that, and I will also set up my DVR oh, yeah. for TNT. Uh, the Wednesday Night Wars will be in full effect in October, and I will be very, very pumped. Um, but yeah, man. Let's, let's just hop right into this uh, WWE Championship match. It's a Blandy Bor- or uh, yeah. Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston uh, for the WWE Championship here. Uh, do you want to go ahead and, and kind of take this one here? Or? Not really. But yeah. Yes, uh, I mean, you don't want to either, do? Let's just skip it. No, I'm kidding. Man, I'm so I tired wish we of Randy Orton. I wish we could have, dude. This match sucks. I'm just so tired. It it's... It was exactly. So boring too. It's every Randy Orton match. It's like this happens. He gets a little seg. He gets a, a package or a a, 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 Which, a slot yeah. in the show where he has a a promo with a guy, and it's the same thing. He never wins. Recently, this is how it is now. It used to be different. Yeah. But how it's been the last probably five six years is Randy Orton gets a match like this. They do a story. Builds up and Randy Orton loses. 
and they use him as it's Randy Orton, former champion, the legend killer. You're not going to beat him. And everyone beats him when they get to the main event. He's used as, as some sort. He's almost like a main event jabroni now is what yeah. I would put him at. He's a main event jabroni. He yeah. means nothing to the crowd, to the story. He has no He's a great guy. Let me just say that. This is not a hating on Randy. He's a great guy. Um, Yeah, man. He's a father. He seems to be. I don't know him, so, I mean, he might not be a great guy. But from interviews. he's a turd. Well, that's his in-ring work recently is turd-ish. Man, (laughs) I'm just. He's a turd as a person, let alone as a worker. Do you know him? I don't know him personally, but I, I can just tell by, like, the. The, the things that he's like interested dad. in. He does not yeah. look like a good dad. He doesn't look like I've a good seen. anything. He, he looks, looks like, like a... he spends time with his kids. And yeah, that's fair. Like that. That's fair. I mean, may, sure, maybe he's a good dad. I don't know Randall don't Keith, know. okay? I don't, I'm not, don't know. Randall Keith is not a, a, a good personal friend of mine. But I'm I can tell you right now, like. Life, but I, his uh, what he does in the ring and on stories, I don't like. He'd probably be at the bottom of the list if it was like you know any any person you can like go eat lunch with on the WWE roster. I think like I would go eat lunch with Apollo Cruz before I went to eat lunch with Randy Orton. Oh, like, I'd go with a referee before. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I just that I just I don't know. I just don't like him. He just doesn't he doesn't do anything for me. Um, uh, there were a pretty solid amount of booze there for Kofi in the intros too, which I noticed. Yeah. Uh, and the match was just slow and boring. I mean, Kofi continues yeah. to let his opponents like control his ma- like the matches. He's still the underdog in every single match, and it's like, dude, you're just he's like, there's no way there's no way his title run is gonna be viable. Like, it's not gonna be memorable because he's well, always like he's always the underdog. Well, like, I like, here. Well, let me just say this. I, I I think it will be memorable because he's been the champion for this long. I didn't think it would ever last this long. I'm a fan of of people being the champion for long times and way Not longer than this. time though, man. I mean, let's be honest. But, like, yes, you... let me exactly. But this is one that I'm just over with. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wanted him to become champion so bad. I love the thought of he, him being champion and I love him Dang. being champion. Yeah. And I, I am, I'm just surprised that he's, had it this long it's how he's booked it's how he's being booked it's not even the Kofi's champ it's how he's being booked well I think a little bit of that and it's the person too it's a little bit of both sometimes you can make stuff work man um but he's just not doing it and it's not it's just not good anymore and there was a point where it was like I was kind of letting it slide where I was like oh this is kind of getting boring but I'm just so happy it's Kofi's getting it's such a good guy it's Kofi he's getting to do it his dream now it's like this long into it because it's been quite a while. Now I'm like, all right, this they they got to get something. Exp- they got to do something better than this, man. This is getting out of hand. This is I not agree. fun anymore. It's not fun to watch. It's boring. Like you said, there's a lot of layers to it. He's always underdog. The way yeah. he's booked, it's it's not good. Not good. Not a good match either. It was uh, it was not an F though. They didn't like. Uh, no, I gave, but I gave. I mean, I gave it. I gave it like a D. I mean, I gave it, I gave it a, I mean, I gave it one star. I'm more so on, a, yeah, I'm more on like a D plus C minus range, just because the ring work they did, you know, they weren't crap in the bed and they didn't like stumble around and suck. No, it up. yeah, they didn't. But it just, just it was just it so long and boring. It's yeah, like even though they didn't miss a spot, didn't mean yeah. like, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it just wasn't good, man. It just wasn't you're right. good. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, the street profits are in the back, kind of cutting a promo too on the King of the Ring finals. Uh, and seeing King Booker 
kind of popped <laughs> me a little bit with with Booker doing his his little King Booker gimmick. That was that was cool. Yep. Uh, it got a little silly, but I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, man. But that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna take us back uh, all the way. Actually, it's gonna take us back. No, it's gonna take match. us to yeah. the, the same one, Roman and Rowan. Yeah, next match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Roman versus Rowan. Yeah. What did you think about <laughs> Roman, that? Roman, Roman, Roman. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, all right. I'll, this is what I'll say about this match. Okay, they've done a really great job of setting up this storyline. Yeah. Uh, but again, there's. I mean, how far can an Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns match really go? You know what I'm saying? Like, saying at best, this should have been a SmackDown main event. You know what I mean? Like, this should have never. Honestly, just keep Roman off the card. If if it's all Clash of Champions and it's all championship matches anyway, why 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 does he have to have a match? Why don't you just why don't you just yeah. make this make this a sto- a storyline on TV that's eventually going to lead to something with Daniel Bryan and then have that be a big match at Survivor Series or whatever you're going to do it. You could have um, even had a segment or something with him to have him on the show, but I mean, why have this match? And- no, I agree. Yeah, it just, I don't know. And then honestly, okay, so here's the thing that everybody's kind of talking about. You know, Luke Harper made his return and helped out, uh, you know, essentially helped Eric Rowan get a win over Roman Reigns on a pay per view. Uh, so on paper, that looks great, but the match again was kind of slow and boring. Uh, it, it kind of just proves too that like having false false finishes alone isn't enough to, isn't enough to keep people invested because they had like scripted false finishes throughout this match that were not like were, right. were not popping anybody it, it wasn't working at all uh, and they just kind of kept going along with the script and that's why the match just felt really bad to me uh, I was really hoping that Harper was just gonna ride out his contract and then go to AEW because uh, that dude is a single star he can talk too. Um, I don't know why they keep just using him with Rowan, man. Like, st- like how many times have you repackaged this tag team, man? Like, how many times have you done this? Like, it's ridiculous. With the Bludgeon Brothers and, like, the Wyatt family and then the new Wyatt family. And then they're not. And then they are. It's like, what? It just, it's... Do you have no other ideas? You yeah. really have no ideas. Like, if you have no other ideas, then just send him to NXT by himself. Put him in tights. Get rid of the jeans or whatever. Like come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Or even have him change his name. Even have him like like have him use his old name. Like, uh, I mean, or whatever. Or just let him go. Let him ride out of the six months or seven months he's got left on his contract and and let him go. Um, yeah. I just didn't like it at all, man. I gave it one star. Man, I'm actually gonna have to agree with you again, back to back. I mean, the best thing about it was seeing. Was the best thing? Bleh, the best thing about it was seeing Harper because I was yeah. such a big fan of him. Yeah, I love. And Harper, to see yeah. him come out, that gave that was actually a pop. I actually popped in the match. Like, oh my god, there he is! It's I was great. really hoping he was gonna hit Rowan though, and like yeah, be a same, same thing. guy. And I honestly thought, like, I was already, I convinced myself, oh, here he comes. Yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna hit. He's gotta hit. Then Rowan. we can get some tag matches with, with Roman and. Yeah. Harper versus Rowan and and Daniel Bryan. Those would be some cool tag matches. I'm telling you, the last thing I thought the WWE at this point would do is put him back with Back together. Good lord, why? What is the point, man? When he came out, I I was already done. If I wouldn't have finished it, I would sit here on the podcast and tell you the wrong thing. I would be like, oh, yeah. Then And Harper came out, and he turned on. Because I was so convinced in my head that that's what was going to happen. Same thing that they've always done with this guy. So when he just did that, then like as he's doing it, I'm still thinking he's going to he's going to turn at the end at at some point. But no, they're literally going to do the same thing that they've always done. Yeah, man, the match itself, I didn't think was that great. 
these two guys, I don't think gelled together in the ring. Uh, I was not a fan of it. I was not a fan of it. Another match on this show that I was not a fan of. I'm uh, low grading this one about a D D plus. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. So let's jump back on over to 1994. Uh, yeah. It's our second to last match here. It's going to be Lord Steven Regal versus Antonio Inoki uh, for the TV title. Uh, we definitely never covered an Inoki match before. Um, so that was uh, it. Was to be kind of interesting to say the least. Um, so I uh, I write my notes in real time as I'm watching the matches, right? So right. I'm just gonna I'm actually and most of the time I just kind of like skim through my notes, but I'm actually gonna read my notes verbatim here because right. I feel like they really fit. Uh, I was pumped for this, you know. I like I like Regal a lot. I've heard nothing but great things about Anoki, and I did watch the Anoki Hogan match that was on Hogan's the Hulk, Hulk Stole Rules like three disc DVD yep. set yep. that came out. I watched that match on uh, on that, uh, and I remember it being pretty good. Uh, but obviously, both guys were bigger, stronger. It was the '80s, not 1994. Uh, so yeah, this is what I wrote. I wrote uh, we've definitely never covered an Anoki match before. Very MMA style start before MMA was a thing. Uh, and then there was a, a kind of a pause and I, cause I didn't really know what to make of what I was seeing on TV. And then I was like, there's obviously a language barrier here in this one. Cause it seems like they're getting off to a clunky start. And then there was some time that went by and then I just wrote, I was really excited to watch this match, but it's really awful. And at this point it's just a cluster. It's like a half shoot style because they can't really communicate with each other. And it was really a disappointment. It was forever long. Uh, and Anoki went over with a sleeper. Ugh, zero stars. Like I yep. gave it, I gave it a dud. Like it was, it was. I really wanted to like this match. I was really excited at the beginning, but it just wasn't good. It was. I mean, it was, it was bad. It wasn't just. There were yeah. several botches in this match. It was just awful. Yeah, it wasn't good at all. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. At the, it's so funny. The the beginning of the match. While they're kind of feeling each other out, it was like, oh, they're giving each other some chops. I wrote, I wrote, this is gonna be, this is a rough and physical match. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to like it. My notes show that, as yours do. I'm, I'm saying this is a rough physical yeah. match. Um, I'm excited for it. I like that they were talking about Anoki. Uh, you know, they're talking about Antonio. I, I didn't know that he wrestled Ali and he actually beat Andre the Giant in a martial arts style match. That was kind of you know, cool facts to hear about Anoki. Uh, Tony Schiavone doing a great job there. Um, I actually went and looked up. I'm, I'm going to say this since the match was so terrible, and I agree with you. I gave the match an F. Fun fact, they talked about his political career and this, that this was his farewell tour or whatever. He actually yeah. just retired of June of this year, of 2019, uh, from politics, Anoki. So he's actually – he did leave wrestling, and he became a politician in, in Japan. And uh, was a Japanese politician all the way up until this year. The match, though, like you said, man, it just every now and then you could tell they didn't know what to do. They were trying to call it. They would just slap, uh, chop each other, not slap, but chop each other. And it was bad. It was an F. If there was ever an F, especially with that finish, man, it was it was bad. It was not good. Yeah. Not good. But from there. Um, we are at the main event, I believe. Oh my goodness, Daniel. Yeah, buddy. Daniel. Main Daniel. Events Mr. Both shows. Know-It-All. Is it Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman? You got to tell me your thoughts, Mr. Know-It-All. Give it to me right okay. now. Main right, event, right. 2019 right, so class of champions, Seth we're Rollins, gonna, Braun Strowman. We're going to hop back over here. Uh, Rollins backstage kind of cutting a promo on the match. Um, man, these guys have an obvious chemistry. Honestly, I feel like they've 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 worked really well as a team together earlier. 
Uh, I mean, Strowman is easily the best big man in the business right now. I mean, for his size, he's he's got a lot of agility. He can really go in the ring. He can really kind of keep up. Um, man, these guys, I mean, everybody knows that I'm not like a big man wrestler kind of guy. Uh, but the dude is just undeniable. Uh, I mean, it was a great exchange back and forth. Strowman with that big splash off the top when he almost fell, like, was super incredible. Um, man, three stomps in, and Strowman still kicks out. So they did a really great ja- job of, like, making him look strong. Uh, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a solid amount of time, too. It wasn't too long. Uh, Rollins gets a fourth stomp and then hits a pedigree and finally goes over. Uh, both guys benefit from this match, and I'm good with that. Uh, but that being said, you can't really give it too much just because of the length. Honestly, I felt like if they got they were working well. If they would have gone a little bit longer, it would have got a better grade for me. I gave it two and a half stars, so a B mi- a C plus to a B minus, just because it was relatively short. Um, I mean, honestly, the the cool the coolest spot of the of of the night obviously was the fiend kind of popping up. Uh, the crowd lost it. Uh, it was good stuff there. Um, you know, the Fiend just kind of taking out Rollins. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm already really pumped for that Hell in a Cell match. I think that's going to be fantastic. And this is the thing, too, oh, man. Yeah. I know a lot of people are down on Rollins. And this is the thing for me. Like, look, I, I agree. I don't like Rollins really as a baby face. And, yes, his angles have been lackluster. But to be when people are like, oh, he's just not the same. Like, dude, in the ring, he is phenomenal still. Like, there's no one that – like. He's in the top five best wrestlers in the world today, bell to bell, period. There's no, and there's, and to me, like, the people that would argue that are the people that would not only argue that, but that would just be like, he's terrible. He's not good at all anymore. Just because they don't like the gimmick. Like, I genuinely, like, have empathy for these people. It's like, dude, you, you clearly don't know what you're watching. Like, you, like, you, you can't really, you can't talk to me about work rate and then tell me how you don't like him as a baby. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't yeah. make sense. They're, they're two totally different things. Like, two different things. Bell to Bell, Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers in the world today. Now, as far as his character, yeah, he's not in the top 20. He's because it's But it's because of how they booked him. It's not his fault. We know that he can be the guy on top. When he was, a heel, when he was the authority heel champ, he was the number one wrestler in the world, period. Best promo, everything. That 2015, yeah. 2016 time, he was killing it. Like, I mean, just on top of the world, the best heel. Like, I mean, those Matt, the stuff that he did with Sting. I mean, great stuff, dude. Great, great stuff. I love Rollins. I'm always gonna sing his praises. I am pumped for the Fiend, uh, the match that they're gonna have there. But yeah, man, I give it two and a half stars. What did you think about about Strowman versus Rollins? Man, I'll keep going with what you said. I, I agree, man. I agree all the way. Um, he's just—he's not a good babyface. He doesn't have the acting skills and the the charisma to be a babyface. But that being said, I'm not hating on his charisma because he has just the type of charisma that he has works better as a heel, as that that heel like he was before. And that's what people miss, and that's what people are mad at, and I agree at that. But you're right. In ring, I mean, there's him and AJ. Him and AJ that's in it. ring, yeah. workers, him and AJ. Behind them is people like Dolph, but they're they're miles yeah. away. Even people like Dolph, they're just in a whole nother league, I think. Yeah. Uh, Seth, some of the things that Seth Rollins does in AJ, um, some of the things they do are, are just in I would a whole say those other two league. are on the top of the industry too, not just WWE. Yeah. I oh, mean, I, yeah. I, I would say the guys like Cody would be above Ziggler. I would oh, say, yeah. uh, I would even Cody say Omega a, bell to bell is still, oh, is still, you know, ab- above. There. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely, I mean, but, but I mean, I think that those, I mean, I think that like, for example, I mean, my top five in the, in the world today 
are probably, um, you know, they're probably st- you know, Styles, Rollins, Cody, Omega, and yeah. you know that that five spot is kind of interchangeable every month depending on you know. Uh, you know who you know, could be that five spot? Kevin Owens. Kevin. And, yeah, and Kevin. Kevin could be for sure, but but right now, not now. Okay, but right but, now he's more gimmick than he is. Right wrestler which is fine you know what i mean like right now he's kind of doing that stone cold thing and honestly i think that uh, you know speaking we don't you know we don't, we don't we normally don't get to the tv side but uh if you are keeping up you know owens got fired from smackdown and nxt uh if you're listening to this on thursday it would have been last night but so i i, I could yeah. be predicting uh the, the past well, for you here but uh, i think owens is going to show up on nxt considering he got fired from smackdown i yeah. think he's going to be I've read uh, one a of bunch the main of players there. I've yeah, read that, that I'm is, hoping so. I mean, yeah, Kevin Owens I versus hope. Adam Cole, or or even like oh. maybe maybe even put Owens in the undisputed era. That might be kind of a cool swerve. Like that might be kind He'd of be cool. the leader. I mean, that'd be great, dude. Yeah, yeah maybe, but maybe turn Cole babyface and promote Cole and have like Owens run hey. with Fish and O'Reilly and Strong. Like that might be kind of cool because they're both they're all yeah. they're all Ring of Honor guys. You know yeah. what I mean? So like yeah. they all have a claim. Like. Um, yeah, there's just so many possibilities. I mean, Riddle versus Owens, that's going to be great. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, too, man, especially with the Wednesday Night Awards here, I'm really excited to see main roster guys go They're, to, they need go to main NXT. Yeah, guys. yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. I think that's going to happen. I think that was the whole point of that firing. But I got to tell you uh, this right now, man. I'm still just going to be watching, like, the highlights. Like, I watched this week in WWE on the network, and that's how I get all my SmackDown and Raw notes because uh, yeah. I don't have time to watch all the shows and the shows for the podcast. But I tell you right now, I will be watching every Wednesday night, both NXT oh, yeah. and AEW. Especially Which one are you going to watch live? Uh, well, I mean, since NXT starts this this Wednesday, I'm going to be I'm going to probably going to start with NXT. Night, well, what on the night of AEW? On the night, on the of, night AEW? of AEW, I'm watching AEW. AEW all right, all right. And I'm thinking <laughs> I'm I'm honestly I'm thinking I might drive out to Thompson Station for that first night on, hey. on TV. Uh, might 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 just do that. Uh, might just do that. I'm we'll all out of work on that one. We uh, might have to. Might have to go ahead and put in for a sick day. Put in uh, a sick day, maybe. Um, yeah, man. So you hit you hit everything on the he- head though for that for the the match. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's jump back into our way back yeah. machine and cover the main event for the yeah. 1994 show. Let's wrap up this kayfabe comparison here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the main event of the evening was, of course, Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, you know, I know KG Cass has got a lot to say about this one, so I'm going to go ahead and let him take it away. Sure, man. So my, my main – dude, I, I got something to say about this match. I did not like the booking of this. They, they do the whole Tanya Harding angle where they hit him in the knee. They were acting like he was going to have to cut off his knee. They kept cutting to this thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to do that angle, you need to milk it, milk that injury longer and make it something – or don't hype up the injury so much and act like you're going to have to cut off his freaking leg because it was so stupid to see him come out. He comes out walking a lot better. Then he comes in the ring. And all of a sudden, he can barely put any pressure on it. Then sometimes in the ring, he's putting all his pressure on it. The, the way they were talking about his – and I know it's wrestling. I get it. But still, that seemed so – just out of bounds, just like way too far yeah. out in La La Land. They were they were literally at. I mean, you got Mean Gene saying this is the most horrific thing he's ever seen. They need an ambulance. They're doing checkup on him all the time. If this is a real sport, the guy's not coming back. He's not coming. Shawn Michaels didn't pass out in the middle of the ring 
by Owen Hart and then come out in the end of the night and do it. He They waited and waited and waited, and then Sean was a surprise and won the 96 Royal Rumble. You got to yeah. milk it and make it mean something. The whole injury, the whole angle literally meant nothing, and I guarantee you the next show that they had in 1994 with Hulk Hogan, he wasn't limping. I can almost guarantee it. Or he had he taped it up, but he wasn't limping. I mean, so silly, so stupid, and I just that just was like I could not believe it. I was hoping something cool and creative. They they teased that Sting wasn't gonna be there because of something. I was hoping Sting was gonna replace him as the ch- to keep the and if Sting wins, Hogan get, they could have done something cool there, but instead Hogan just comes down. And then here's my other gripe of this match: Hogan starts. So they start brawling, and it's all Hogan. No selling Hogan. Hogan's getting punched and chopped. No selling. Hogan's beating him up. The whole first part of the match, there's a good five minutes of the match. Hogan is all offense on one freaking leg against the greatest in-ring performer of all time, Ric Flair. Hogan has one leg. He was the, his his knee, he just had to almost have surgery, but he chose not to have surgery. He's got a bad knee, and literally Ric Flair doesn't give any offense. He finally gets a couple chops and does a beautiful vertical suplex to Hulk Hogan, holds Hulk Hogan straight up in the air. This is the only offense he has. One of the only offensive moves he has the whole match is this right here. He does a vertical suplex, boom, goes down. Hogan pops up out of the pin. I think it was a one count. Starts hulking up. He's doing the hulking up. One of few times that Hogan does a does a hulk up. Hogan starts beating the crap out of him again. He's going one leg. And now at, at some at this point after that vertical suplex, all of a sudden he remembers how hurt his leg is and he's not putting any pressure again. No pressure. Okay. Then Flair gets the upper hand right away, real quick, randomly, and gets the figure four. Hogan powers out of the figure four, and now Hogan's again. It's all Hogan. All Hogan. Three punches, big boot, leg drop. Then Hogan's way too tired to get the pin. He's not going to get the pin. Then another figure four shenanigan. Hogan comes out of it. They've never seen anybody ever come out of the figure four like that again. Then he keeps taking down Hogan, gets Hogan in figure four. Hogan gets over to the ropes. He's kind of halfway on the apron, getting the ropes. Sensational Sherry takes off her heel, hits Hulk Hogan in the head. After all of this, we just sat through all of this. It ends with a heel to the head to Hogan from Sensational Sherry. And it's a disqualification. Count out. Count out. Count out. Sorry. Because Ho- that, that she hits him. I'm sorry. Hits him with the heel. Hogan falls out of the ring because Hogan was holding the ropes from the figure four. Right. I said he's halfway on the apron. She hits him with her with her heel. Have I said that yet? That he, that she hit him with the heel? He uh, falls wait, what out did she hit him with? With her with her uh with her shoe. And um, <laughs> he falls off the apron onto the outside. It's a it's a count out, and that's right. You're right because Flair uh, thinks he acts like he won because no yeah. but no heel ever knows the rule. A heel never knows that you don't win that way because why would you? I mean, why wouldn't you get him in the ring and get the pin? But no heel has ever known. Even to this day, heels don't know that. So Flair takes the title, goes to the back while the while Tony Schiavone is yelling into the microphone that he did, he's not the champion to remind everybody that you don't win on a count out. It was the most waste of time storyline in one show that I've ever seen in my life. I gave it a D my, an F almost other than like there was some good Hogan and player stuff in the match with the, with the 
vertical suplex, I don't know. I can't give it anything more than a D, I'll tell you that. I, I was not happy. I was not happy at this point, Daniel. What did you think? Would you give it an A? Uh, I didn't give it an A, but I give it much better than that. Uh, man, Ric Flair just what? really, I mean, dude, Ric Flair just knew how. barely any Ric Flair in the match. But he, it's all, it's all Flair. He's doing, he's bumping and selling. That's what Flair's always done. It's all, that's what he's always, he's always had very little offense. I don't know why you just like picked this out like, in this match. Like this is literally his whole but he's thing. he's won matches before. There was literally none. Barely. He's barely won matches. He'll, he's the first to tell you like. This he's was like, bad. He, I know, like, I know Ric Flair. He's a 16 style. time champion. That's what he says. I've only won 16 matches. They just happened to win the title. Like, that's, and that's true. He lost almost all the time. Like, I mean, this dude, this is very normal for 1994. I was used to this. You Hogan's know what I'm saying? on like, one leg. That's the point. Hulk Hogan is a superhero, dude. Think about how Hulk Hogan got here. Like, it's, I mean, Hogan is an adequate worker at best. I, I, I agree. An adequate, like, in ring wrestler. But, dude, like, Super, 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 uh, probably one of the most over characters of all time in pro wrestling, right? Hulk Hogan, arguably the most over character of all time. Hands Crossing down, over in, a, in the mainstream. No oh, argument. Everything. No argument. So at that point, like, why would you not? Why would you not? Why would because you not? You gotta have to bring the whole world on him just to get him to a count out. Like, that's the, that's, if he's the babyface, uh, like, champion that cannot be beaten, that's how, that, it makes perfect sense. The psychology to me was totally no. there in this match. Normal, normal heel versus Hogan matches. Hogan does what he's doing, but then, you know, Sherry would have came up and hit Hogan in the back of the head with a heel. Hogan goes down, and then Flair gets some offense, and the fans start getting scared. Oh, no. I mean, it's basic psychology, and right, the fans are getting scared. Oh, no. Hogan's actually going to lose. And then Hogan comes up. He hulks up. He goes. This was literally Hogan was on top the whole time, a random vertical suplex. Hogan back on top. Figure four is out of nowhere. The only reason he was able to get the figure four was because Hogan was limping. It just, there was no story. It was all, it was so dumb. It was just a bad match. It wasn't good. I it wasn't good. I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed the Ric Flair Hulk Hogan match. Uh, I thought it was all nostalgia. And I ended up giving it like a C plus. So it wasn't, I mean, I didn't like absolutely well, adore it. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I'll shock you. After I just ripped apart that match. After I just ripped it apart, let me tell you, can I tell you, will you allow me to tell yeah. you my final a, thoughts? A, rep, a reprieve? Can I, can I tell you who I think won this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019? Your overall. Your overall 2019 or 94? My overall? I don't, have a, I don't have a scientific grade yet, but I can tell you what. The 2019 show did not get good grades. No. The 94 show? How even though there was some weird honky tonk man stuff, which in the end I like that because it's '90s and crazy. Right, yeah, and, and they had a vignette, right? Like, we adds, always talk about that. It kind of adds to it, even though it was so bad. I, I like it because of how bad it is. So, I agree. which one did I enjoy more? I enjoyed WCW Clash of Champions 1994. I I have to hands down give it to them on this one on this comparison. All right, all right boys but, and girls, but, you're gonna have to write well, it let down. Me let me say this. Let me say this real quick. This is shocking to me because if you look at the past shows we've done, current day WWE usually wins. Even oh, when yeah. we, even when we want AEW to win or NXT yeah. or whatever we're comparing it yeah. with, we're, we're always at least I I'll be honest, I'm kind of rooting not rooting against them, but I don't think I, they always win. So it's kind of like you know I want the other guy to win, but WWE 
usually wins. This show was a bad show for WWE. I will say that. It was. It not, was a not a good, good show. I agree. Not a good. And they've been it's putting out. Show. They've been putting out good pay-per-views week after week after week. So month after month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Quit correcting me, <laughs> theme boy. Uh, month after month, everybody knew what I meant. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. Month after month, they they have though. They've been put in multiple times in a month. Usually, they've been putting out great pay-per-views. Um, but this one was bad. This was really bad. I did not like it. I it will wasn't good. I agree. probably never watch it again. I give it to W. I can't believe it. I'm giving it to WCW '94. Would you WCW think? WCW won this comparison unanimously. I think this is the first time we both agreed on yeah. a show and and a couple of shows too. I think that yeah, for me. Uh, I mean, honestly, too, the length is, is perfect. It was a two-hour show. Uh, it, they kept it, they kept it kind of moving. They spent a little bit too much time at the hospital vignette oh, oh, talking about Hogan, so I'd say just skip over through that. Uh, but overall, like, if you get a chance to watch the show, it's, if, if you get a chance to just watch one match from either of these shows, please go back and watch Stunning Steve versus Steamboy, Ricky Steamboy. the Steamboat <laughs> Dragon, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. For the U.S. Championship, Stunning Steve Austin, fantastic match, man, man. Past. Today is September the 19th. Uh, thank you guys for joining us here today. We today we covered Clash of the Champions from, from uh, 2019, obviously, and WCW's Clash of the Champions 28 from 1994. Next week, September the 26th, we will be covering WWE Hell in a Cell 2009, a 10-year comparison. We haven't done that, I don't think, ever yet. We haven't done a 2009 show yet. Yeah. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be covering Hell in a Cell 2009 to kind of get us prepped for uh, the Hell in a Cell season coming up. All right, and that one's gonna go up against an even further throwback on WCW side is WCW Future Shock mm. 1989. So we have 89 versus uh, 2009. Uh, that one's gonna be a pretty cool little 20-year comparison there. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about that one. And then we're going to hop into October uh, and to kind of get prepped for all the hype leading into AEW. This is actually the day after uh, AEW uh, debuts on TV. And we're going to be covering what uh, the show that kind of spawned uh, what, what AEW became. It was all in. It was when yeah. Cody and the Bucks put in uh, their first pay-per-view all in from last year. And we're going to cover that one against WWF. King of the Ring, 1997. Woo! Me and Cass have made it very apparent that we just love 1997, and we're super hyped for AEW, so this is a good way for us to cover All In. We didn't get a chance to do it on the show yet, so we're going to cover All In versus King of the Ring, 97. That's going to lead us to the next, uh, the following week is going to be October the 10th, and that is going to, uh, that's going to have the next uh, WWE current pay-per-view. It'll be 2019, it's Hell in a Cell, and we're going to do a throwback to 15 years, and we're going to do something terribly wacky and cover a purposefully terrible show uh 2004's wwe taboo tuesday uh so that one's gonna be really fun i feel like there's gonna be some comedy and some terrible divas stuff to kind of rip apart in that 2004 show uh and then wrapping up a month out for us uh on october the 17th we are going to be doing the second installment of our three-part series It'll be The Empire Strikes Back, a Star Wars movie, versus Back to the Future 2, uh, where they actually go to 2015, the future for them. Uh, that one's going to be... Cubs Mansel- win. Cubs win. Grace Sports Almanac. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a really good one. I'm really, really excited about this whole next month of shows. Yeah. What do you think about this show, man? What do you think about the shows coming up? Oh. I'm so hyped, dude. I'm hyped. I am so hyped. You know what? We're gonna. And here's what we're gonna do to help you guys out because it's it's better to listen to our show when you've watched 
these nostalgic shows. So we're gonna make sure we're gonna post these these future shows on Twitter and yeah. on Instagram. We're gonna make sure we have them there for you to see, so you can watch them as well as yeah. you know it's easy. We just told you here it's it's Star Wars and Back to the Future. Go watch them so you can listen to those shows because they're great as well. But I'm excited for everything from Taboo Freaking Tuesday. I remember watching that. As a kid, I had school the next day. I had high school the next day, and I stayed up late to watch that. I can't wait for it. I hope they're all as good. I hope all these nostalgia shows are as good as this WCW, or not nostalgia shows, but the look, the yeah, yeah. old school shows are as good as this '94 show because I really enjoyed everything about it. The cheesiness about it was yeah, just it was great, man. On point. This was so fun. This was so great. I enjoy it. Please subscribe. Please tell your wrestling friends. Yeah. We're out. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, tell your nerdy friends too, man. We got some content for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really pumped about it. Hey, we love you guys, man. Be sure to follow us on our socials as well. Kfabecom, yes. K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review and some kind of rating. Tell us how much uh, we annoy you and how much yes. you love Steam Boy and all Steam that stuff. Boy, uh, yeah, we are, uh, we're out for this week, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week, same place, same time. We're out. Peace. Peace.